Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is uh, Jacob Daniel with the uh, Daniel 3 Podcast. How are you all doing tonight? Um, I just finished up with an episode of uh, Take Human Action PA, which is the uh, PA Mises Caucus. Yeah, I can't talk tonight. The PA Mises Caucus podcast that that I do. Um, I only have one episode I'm doing on my channel live this week, uh, which is going to be... Uh, well, actually, no, I don't have any channel. I don't have any podcasts I'm doing live this week. I'm, recording one that I'm going to release later. Um, got a lot of stuff that's being shuffled around because of the things going on with my dad. Um, appreciate you guys still keeping him in, in uh, your thoughts and prayers and all the support. Um, I also uh, did launch a GoFundMe page um, for the expenses that are piling up with, with the stuff going around with my, my dad and my family. Um, you know, just bills that are piling up from... I mean, medical bills from him and then things like, you know, him, him missing work and just the cash flow not being being great there for, um, you know, for his household and everything. Uh, and we we work together in a family business and, you know, I'm having to work more hours and try to pick up the slack. But I mean, you know, when you have a small family business and you lose, you know, a whole person, it, <laughs> it hits you pretty hard. So. Uh, we're hanging in there the best we can, but we appreciate your thought and support. And, you know, the GoFundMe page is mainly to help, you know, help, help try to keep bills paid and stuff. Um, you know, car payments, house payments, groceries and stuff, um, for my, for my stepmom. And, you know, they still have, uh, two kids together that are, um, living at home. So, um, I'm going to put that link in the uh, show notes. If you feel led to, I don't, you know, if you have the extra funds, I don't want anybody to, you know, if you're, I know times are tough. If you're, you know, holding, riding close to the, you know, holding things uh, close to the belt right now, um, you know, obviously I don't want you to put yourself out there, um, you know, to risk financial turmoil in your life just to help out. But, you know, if you can spare a few bucks, um, you know, every little bit helps. So, um, so, I'm putting forward um, just to keep some content going on this channel. Um, this is a conversation I had with um, my friend, Adam Nutter, who's a co-host of mine on the PA Mises caucus podcast um, back in, Oh God, I think it was July or August. 
um, on his podcast, which is called the Porcupine Podcast. Um, well, that's one of his podcasts. He does a lot of different ones, but the Porcupine Podcast is the one that he does that's, that's mostly libertarian focused, which is probably what the people watching my show would have the most interest in. Although, you know, if you want, he's a good comedian, so he does like a comedy podcast and a few other things. So definitely check those out. Um, but this was a great conversation we had, you know, kind of went into my background coming from the left a little bit and kind of, uh, you know, just what's going on in the Liberty movement, our views of just different factions within the movement. And then, uh, you know, kind of like what solutions we see going forward. And, um, you know, it's not strictly Mises caucus. That's part of it, but, you know, I feel like my, you know, a, a strategy, and an analogy I use for my strategy uh, a lot lately is a toolbox. And I want to have every tool uh, at my disposal. And I have a podcast that I'm working on, which I'll be releasing sometime soon about, um, you know, a bit more of my thoughts regarding strategy. And uh, a lot of it's about time preference and about utilizing the right tool. So um, I'm still fleshing that out. Um, it's a lot harder to put out solo content um, because it's like I, I have to record a little bit at a time and put it out there and I'm writing stuff down and, and trying to, you know, make sure my arguments and my thoughts are well put together. It's a little bit different than like conversational things. So but that'll be out soon. I also am still working on uh, putting together a little podcast uh, to kind of go over the book of judges. Um, so yeah, that's stuff that's in the works. Um, and tomorrow I am going to be, so like I'm, I'm uh, actually today now. I'm, it's pretty late where, uh, when I'm recording this, but uh, on October 6th, I'm going to be uh, at 9 o'clock on David Fight's show, Fight for Liberty. So if you want to check that out live or, or afterwards, definitely check me out over there. Um, and yeah, I think, I think that's about it. So I um, hope you like this conversation. Obviously, um, you know, as with always, you know, like, share, subscribe, um, you know, really helps, helps the channel out, helps, helps put the, the message out there. Um, you know, I believe, despite what some people believe, um, I don't think that it's counterintuitive to our efforts to try to wake people up. I, I, uh, I've yet to hear any concise, <laughs> cohesive argument for how you will get to liberty by having a culture of people who don't believe in li liberty. So, um, I just want to continue to play my part in that and, you know, keep on, you know, things are tough right now, but, uh, I believe in continuing to, to give praise and worship to God, even through the hard times. And, you know, I feel led to put my voice out there and while well, certainly I need to take into account to take care of my responsibilities first, before I do this podcast, I also view this podcast and, and, you know, liberty activism as part of my responsibility because, you know, I'm going to leave my kids with a, a future that, um, you know, uh, something that I, I feel comfortable leaving them with. And, uh, and also to, um, you know, set an example for them about standing up and fighting for what's right. All right. So I've rambled on long enough. Um, Go ahead and listen to this conversation I had with Adam Nutter. What is up, 
bitches. That's right. You're all bitches. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I love you guys. Welcome to the Porcupine. It is Adam Nutter, as always, your host. Uh, you guys are great. Totally love everybody that listens to the show and supports it. And keep doing it. That's awesome. Um, oh, I guess this comes out uh, in two weeks. So real quick for me. Again, you can catch me at Adam Nutter on all social media. But I guess September 11th, oddly enough, is the next show with the pop-in. Uh, Chalfont, PA, right outside of Philly. Two shows, 7.30, 9.30 show. Pop-in uh, in Chalfont, Pennsylvania. Get your tickets, droptant.com slash events. These shows sell out, so get your tickets. Uh, and then I, I'll have other stuff, I'm sure, coming up. I just can't fucking think of anything right now. It's fine. Uh, go to my social media for all my upcoming show dates, and I'll be places, like always. All right, it's enough of me. Guys, my guest this week is one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, you guys know him from the Daniel 3 Biblical Anarchy Podcast and my co-host of the Take Human Action Podcast, Mr. Jacob Winograd. What's up, sir? Uh, not much, Adam. How are you doing tonight? How are you, sir? I'm great. Awesome. Happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me on. Yeah, dude. Excited. Fucking, of course, man. Uh, of course, we do do the Take uh, Take Human Action podcast together. That's uh, we start me, you, Rob Coburn, and Matt Rickline. Yeah, those are my favorite. I mean, like, I like that podcast more than my personal podcast. <laughs> like, I probably even shouldn't say that, but I don't know. It's just it's more fun, like talking with a bunch of friends and stuff. And you know, I, I've said this on our podcast. Like, you're like this nice glue. Like, whenever me and Rob have to go on, just the two of us, like, we're we're very similar. Um, and, and so like you bring this nice little like spice to the mix that helps to like round, round us out a little bit. So we're not just a bunch of nerds. Thank you. <laughs> That's Jacob's nice way of being like, you're trash and it adds nice to our niceness, <laughs> but it adds a little flair. Like your trash has flair. <laughs> no, but that's why I love you and Rob though, because like, uh, you guys are so like, you're way more analytical and you're way more like, you guys are way more book smart. So like, you guys know your shit, like way more than I do. So like when you guys could bring up references and like, I have brain trauma, so I can't. <laughs> so it's like, you guys like, I know that. And you'll be like, it's from fucking this book and it's from this line and it's from this author. And I'm like, yeah, get him. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, you're hype, man. <laughs> but like that, we need you guys. Like we need guys like you who are like the, the fucking comeback guys, especially for our detractors. You know, <laughs> which yeah, are yeah, uh, sure. plentiful. Yeah, no, there's 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 plenty of those people um, going around. Of course, they have no freaking uh, standards, no honor. I mean, they you know they they dox my friend Reed. Yeah. They dox even when they dox people though. They dox people the dumbest way. Like somebody posted a picture of my house on the internet. I was like, okay, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. cool. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's like you're not gonna do anything, pussy. Like, shut right. up. <laughs> Like, I was like, I was like, I guarantee you, behind the doors of my house are many um, weapons of ballistic type, <laughs> ballistic nature that you will not be happy to see if no, you many decide pew-pews. to come to my house. Yeah, man. Like, I, I that's the thing too is like, I'm a comic, so like, you can't, I can't lose my job. I don't care. Like, you can say whatever you want to me. That's great. I'm still gonna go do shows. I'm still gonna do my podcast. Like. And if you take a picture of my house, then I'll kill you with my bare hands. That's fine, too. <laughs> like, I'm also <laughs> a sociopath who knows MMA. So, like, that's fine. Like, you want to go that route? It's fine. But no one's ever tried to dox me yet. But I just, I mean, you know, we all get shit online constantly just from the usual. Yeah. Yep. Well, I've had people, I don't know if you saw, I uh, shared it in the chat. Um, yeah. We, we have, like, a bunch of signal chats. But 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 one of them, and it's funny because he, he talks about my podcast, and he's like, oh, shitty, shitty uh, Mises Caucus podcaster in his basement. 
And I was like, I don't know if I'm such a shitty podcast. He seemed to be very obsessed with me because he literally took a screenshot of yeah. me in my in my my uh, setting here and made a bunch of like uh, graphics and stuff on it. And the best part of it was that this little baby Yoda doll right here that my kids got for me, he called it a, a Yoda flashlight. I responded with, I didn't even know those existed. So the fact that you commented and said it's a Yoda flashlight probably says more about you than me. Yeah, I know, I didn't want to give that account <laughs> credence because I know what you're talking about, which I'm sure that account watches. I know it watches this podcast too, but uh, got suspended. I, I um I, he did get suspended. I know. Um, I w- see that that shit. I love that shit. Like I lo- I I wish you that to me. Cause I would have fun with it. I've been like, yeah, I'm a fucking I'm a shitty podcast. <laughs> like who cares? Like it doesn't matter. Like that what are you doing with your life? Right. Like you know what I mean? Like that's that's the whole thing. It's like I'm not saying I'm like. You know, like my shit doesn't stink. Like I'm all that. It's just like, I don't know. Like this is something I do for fun. Something that I'm doing to try to like, you know, put my my message out there. Because I think everyone, honestly, like if you care about liberty, if you care about if there's something you're really passionate about, then you know, go start a podcast. Go go do something to try to, um, you know, like the world isn't changed by a bunch of people that have ideas in their head and don't try to put it out there, right? I mean, you know, I mean Thomas Paine. He wrote a tiny little book called Common Sense, mm. and that had a huge impact. I, there's no way he knew that was going to have the impact it did. So, like, you know, but at the same time, that book wouldn't have been as impactful if there weren't a bunch of people who were inspired by that who then went out and used their voice to go out and talk to the people around them, right? So that's all I'm doing. It's like, I don't think I'm fantastic. I just think I have a voice. I'm willing to talk. My wife says I never shut up. I was like, all right, well, I might as well, you know, go in and, and talk about it on, online. And I, I see the impact it has. It's not huge, but I have people that, that care about what I want to say, that the perspective I bring, especially people who are who are you know have similar backgrounds to me as being a Christian. I, I mean, I can't tell you on a weekly basis, I get um, tagged on Twitter or on Facebook, and people go like, "I think I'm a Christian and a libertarian, or I'm a Christian and an anarchist." And like, can you do that? And then people tag me like, "Yeah, actually, you can." Here, here's <laughs> yeah. here's you know, here's this podcast you can go listen to, and I'm not the only one. There's a bunch of other guys that like um, that that are out there. There's an anarcho Christian podcast, the Bad Roman podcast, uh, Godarchy, a bunch of other guys who, who are like me. But like, you know, we have different spheres. Like, no, no one's gonna hit and talk to everybody, right? Like, we all have different spheres that we uh, can be effective in. So, like, but what are you doing? Like, if all you do is just, you know, I, like your contribution is obsessing and shitting over other people, then, you know, maybe you're just trash. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I there's something with that mindset, right? And it's like, uh, it's not, it's not even a troll mindset because it's like, it's like almost like a sociopathic mindset where, hey man, if I hate something, I don't spend my time watching it to criticize it. I just don't even know it exists anymore. If there's a if there's a podcast I don't like or whatever, I'm like, yeah, I just don't pay any mind to it because that's what you should do. The fact that these people are, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, but this is hilarious. So my my co-owner of my network ran out to get a coffee and it started raining and he is legitimately so. I'm very that's so fucking funny, dude. Thank your you for your service. Your pants are sagging from rain. That's so funny. That's so funny. That's so. I'm so happy that happened to you. Uh, my coffee's wet. I'm, it's unacceptable. This is the first time I've. This is the first time I've ever said thank you for your service. Unironically. <laughs> yeah, thank K- you for your service, you, good sir. You're a hero. <laughs> it's wet, so that's fine. I'll dock you a pay, but it's fine. <laughs> we co-own this. Uh, he, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, all right, that's so fucking funny. All right, what the fuck did I say? <laughs> uh, detractors. Uh, 
wet he's wet so i can think about it was how wet he is now <laughs> that was so fucking funny oh god damn it that's not important all right jacob <laughs> this is this was a question i did want to ask you though uh what brought you to the lp like not even the lp because i shouldn't say the lp what brought you to the liberty movement i'm sorry like just what brought you to the whole well, the answer is the, the, it's the same answer to both um yeah. it was the mises caucus it was people in the mises caucus individuals like it wasn't like the the, the abstract like oh the mises caucus exists but like it was the mises caucus existing and organizing these people and then those people being motivated to uh, go out there be involved in the lp be involved in liberty meetup groups in my area and so i i met uh michael heiss i met luke answer I met, you know, all these people that we run with now and, um, you know, they're the ones that brought me, I mean, I was already kind of looking into it and that's, I mean, I was a, so like, I was a Bernie Sanders supporter back in 2015. So, I mean, I, I actually have more of a left-leaning background, but I, uh, um, I, and I'm like, I'm ashamed to say this, but it's just the truth. So I have to say it. The, the first crack in like my leftist ideology was actually watching a debate, um, between Cenk Uger of the Young Turks and mm -hmm. Ben Shapiro. And say what you want about Ben Shapiro. I mean, th there's a lot of things I disagree with him on uh, today, but he's really good on the economics at least. Yes, and so because he challenged my understanding of economics from that left-wing perspective, it just got me more interested in, in, into hearing more, more right-wing or center or even libertarian viewpoints. So I started just absorbing a lot of things and watching people. I, I, like I, I, from Ben Shapiro, I, I found Dave Rubin. From Dave Rubin, I found Joe Rogan. And you know, Joe Rogan, like, you know, that's how I, I started listening to guys like Dave Smith and Tom Woods. So I was looking into libertarianism, um, but it, what really pushed me over the edge to become a libertarian and then later join the party was the, the friends I made who were from the Mises caucus. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying, man. Everyone's so fucking cool. Like, and everyone gets it, man. For the most part, everyone in the Mises caucus gets, like, gets what we're doing. They get the fucking message. Like, they get it. It's It's all these other haters that you know, are, are ruining the time, but like, uh, you just said something interesting. Now I fucking lose my train of thought. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> I, I wrote it down too. Where the fuck is it? All right. Uh, you said you found like Dave Smith and stuff like that. So when you found Dave was, was that like even your real launch into like, all right, this is a hundred percent where I'm at. Like, this is like, was he like another catalyst for you to solidify your place in the Mises caucus? you think or like it De took someone else yeah dave dave definitely dave uh yeah dave smith definitely helped push me over the edge into joining the caucus um and and becoming a it was a you know it wasn't one thing but but definitely like i remember watching um like so early on while looking into libertarian stuff i saw a debate between dave smith and uh sam theater which is funny because like that was like dave it was like a really old it was like an older video from when dave first started doing podcasting and stuff and um even by dave's own admission he didn't do the best yes. in that debate but at the same time he made enough good points that it got me you know it was one of those things that kept like all right they have they have some points that are like interesting to think about um you know and he, he mentioned the giuliani moment though that made me google that um and because i i really missed the ron paul days but what's funny is that like i still when people talk about like uh did ron paul bring you to the movement i always kind of say yes because like it was just indirectly because i was brought in by the first like i'm a second generation ron paul person because i was brought in by the first generation you know what i mean mm -hmm. kind of how i view it but but yeah like when i went and saw uh like you know watching all of ron paul's old stuff that was definitely huge 
um, you know, I, I, um, because I had watched Ben Shapiro, I found a video of Tom Woods and Dave Smith shitting on Ben Shapiro, which is, <laughs> which is amazing. Started to make me question, you know, uh, Ben Shapiro's, uh, brand of like conservative libertarianism a little bit um because ben shapiro like it, what, what you know what's funny is like i don't want to like go too much on ben shapiro here but like you know he's always on these college campuses like uh calling out like you know young college leftists for their stupid like woke ideology and calling people racist ben shapiro the, the, i don't know if you ever watched that video he he um doesn't like ron paul he calls ron paul a anti-semite and a racist yeah. and an alt-right yeah he's and i'm just dumb. like yeah, which is like like Ron Paul, really? Like, I know. Well, how can you do that? Like, well, you said the thing about Ben Shapiro. It's like, yeah, he's good on some stuff like economics, but it doesn't mean he's right about everything. I mean, he's also pro-war. <laughs> I mean, like, fuck yeah. him. Uh, he's, a, he's a piece of shit overall, but yeah, pieces of shit can have good ideas about economics. I mean, it is, it is what it is. But like, oh, he's also been good lately on like the the um, COVID passports, on the lockdowns, on mask mandates, and. Um, you know, being against critical race yeah. theory. So there, you know, it, there are people from left and right that I can appreciate, but I just like, hey, you're good on this stuff. You suck on this stuff. Right. You know, you just kind of, you know, it is what it is. As a former lefty person with economic thought, what, how do you think it used to kind of work? Like, what, what was your hang up on the left side of it that you're like, this is it? And then, you know, obviously we yeah. know why it's wrong, but like, yeah. why, what, what were, what were right. you thinking about? It was right. So, so, so my, um, original views on economics was very much like a social democrat i was not like a socialist i I still thought we needed some kind of form of capitalism but i thought like what you needed was heavily regulated capitalism where um you know people had free education and free health care so they didn't have to worry about that stuff and there should be some regulations for wages um i didn't push for a 15 dollar minimum wage but i thought like it should at least be more gradual and adjust for inflation over time. Um, I just kind of, you know, I was, I thought that the government should be there to make an equal playing field for everybody from the start and to have a social safety net. And then from there you have uh, competition and a meritocracy from, from, from that point of view. Um, But uh, what, what, you know, what, what what Ben Shapiro started to do, but then a lot of other, you know, better libertarians who had even better arguments started to, you know, crack in my mind was really a uh showing the problem of scarcity and and understanding how uh economic economic calculation comes into play how like trying to centrally plan really the, like the whole thing is just if you believe in central planning then you'll always try to mix your capitalism with your statism because you're always like you know okay, okay free free markets are cool but like we can make them better but the but the problem is central planning just doesn't work because you you can't um you know, one person or even a group of like five or 10 or 50 or 100 people, they just can't like accurately understand even like one, like forget the entire economy. They can't even potentially plan one corner of the economy. You know what I mean? Because it's just like they're not going to know enough about it. They're not, not going to be able to predict prices. They're not going to be able to predict human action, right? The, 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 the Mises term. They're not going to be able to, humans are, are chaotic creatures. They're impossible to predict. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, the weather is hard to predict, but humans are even more so. So, you know, a lot of that's what started to, to break down my barriers, you know, and, and also kind of some of the deontological stuff, kind of like just saying, listen, if the uh, at the end of every law is is a government official with a gun to compel you to do it. Mm-hmm. And so that started to really click in my head, too, which was like, um, you know, for, for example, like with universal health care, it's like what you're basically going to create is a um, 
the government's going to have to set price controls and it's going to control what doctors make and doctors aren't going to be able to make as much money. It's going to be harder for them to become doctors. Not as many people are going to want to come in. And then the ones that are there are forced to provide for everybody. And basically what it does is it turns doctors into slaves. And then it, then you see all the rationing that happens under universal health care. Um, and then what they have to do is somehow boost the supply somehow. So then, uh, you know, it, it, the thing just falls apart. So th those are the things that kind of started to crack my, my uh, that was like my original views on economics. And then th those are the arguments that started to shift my worldview. Yeah, I always talk about... Uh... The, the universal healthcare, you know, uh, scam idea of what it's really just a scam. Like uh, Canada is the best example. And I told this on this podcast before, but like people don't understand like uh, Canada's free healthcare. It's like, yeah, it's great if you break your leg and you got to go to the ER. It's great. Right. Cause it's like, oh, it's free. If there's an infection in your leg, you're fucking fucked. Cause like if you have cancer, you're fucked. Cause how it works is it's like, oh, you live in Toronto. Oh, you got cancer. Okay. Well, your first appointment could be seven months from now and it's in Vancouver. Can you make it? Oh, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then it's going to be 12 months from now, and maybe it'll be in Ontario. It's like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die of cancer. So that's why a lot of Canadians, for any major disease or illness, they come to America. They don't go to Canada. But yeah. you have a lot of these fucking progressives and liberals be like, it's fucking, it's fine. That's it's not like the stories. It's, 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 it's like, like you're lying. You're hurting people that way. Right. Then there's like the stories, and I forget their names, but um, you remember the story about like the, uh, the couple in Britain that had that baby that um, – there weren't doctors in Britain that could do the operation needed to save their baby's life, but there was like in Germany, but Britain wouldn't let them leave. Like they wouldn't, they no, you can't leave. You can't leave this hospital and travel across the border to go to the, uh, to, to the German hospital, which is like, you know, it's not like for, Traveling from Britain to Germany is not like, like three hours. Traveling, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of like for us to go to Ohio or something, yeah, probably. Know. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that big of a fucking deal. So it wasn't like it, it wasn't like, you know, it, like if some if you were having a heart attack and I said I want to take you to Russia, they might go, uh, that's that's stupid. Like, don't do that. But you know, if it was just like, hey, we we can't do what we need to do here, but we can transport him three hours over here and they can save his life. Well, then like you should be able to do that. But that that really. Not only the universal healthcare part, but just the 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 state as this evil tyrannical force that just like um, you know that that story too really put, started to push me over the edge as far as just seeing the you know when you start to like it's just like a domino effect once you start to see the the violence of the state and the coercive nature of the state in just one area you start to see it everywhere mm -hmm. and I, it hit this point where I had a conversation on Facebook with the people like my friends of mine and then they um they gave me uh the audiobook version of uh, freedom by adam kokesh and i absorbed that like in a day and that was like literally like a existential moment for me like i literally felt like neo from the matrix like like i literally had taken the red pill and had the thing detached from the back of my head and i was just like fuck like yeah. i just like suddenly i just had realized like wow like we aren't free and like it's a, it was a big fucking deal for me when I realized, like, we aren't really free here. Like, sure, like, in, in, a, in a sense that we can count ourselves lucky that our slave masters beat us less than maybe, you know, other countries where, you know, people they are still actually enslaved. get beat. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's like, you know, we're, 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 we're slaves in a different way, but we're still slaves. We're, we're still not free. Yeah, we're like so, indentured servants. <laughs> yeah, if anything, it's like actually over, the, over in those places, they're not actually in the Matrix. It's just like, they're literally enslaved by, you know, this this force. Whereas we are actually put into a matrix, to, like the simulated reality, to make us think we are free. And so, 
um, you know what I mean? Like with all this this talk of like you know American exceptionalism and and the, the the reframing of history from like the American Revolutionary War to the Civil War to even World War One or World War Two. I mean, it's just you know what, what, once that reality all cracked for me. I mean, it was yeah. I was like, you know, I was like, hey, maybe Alex Jones isn't fucking crazy. Like maybe there are. I was like intergalactic, interdimensional aliens <laughs> that are gonna come down and uh, you know, put lizards into people. Like I don't know. Like. It doesn't sound as crazy anymore now. <laughs> well, the, dude, the thing with him is, like, he gets so much shit on because he's a fucking character, right? And, like, the Sandy Hook thing. But he's been right a, a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it's it's undeniable. I, I mean, the agent provocateur thing might be the biggest one where you have all the FBI agents in the Occupy movement, which was true. That's true now. Right. It's a yeah. fact. But he said that back when it was happening, and they're like, you're crazy. The federal government wouldn't make a peaceful riot violent no they 100 percent would to make an agenda what are you talking right. and then he was like they're doing this and they went you're crazy shut up and then what two years go by and they're like we actually found out that the feds had guys in uh you know uh peaceful protests smashing windows it's you, like you, okay so i guess i wasn't crazy. I almost wonder if alex jones intentionally comes across as a crazy person so that they don't sh- like kill him because it's like if he came across really serious and professional and um, was the uh, whistleblower on a lot of this stuff, you know, they might go like, oh, wow, this guy is like an actual threat. We got to take him out. Whereas like when you come across like you're literally insane, it's like, all right, I'm going to mix in, you know, 30, 40 percent of like crazy, insane, batshit, crazy stuff that like makes me look like an idiot. But then all the truth stuff is still there. You so know what I mean? I, so I have it's a like theory it, on that. You can't kill all the people who are yelling stuff because then that's the conspiracy coming to life. It's you're martyring people. Yeah, that's that too. So yeah. you can't also, the second part, uh, the great Patrice O'Neill, best comic of all time. Uh, unfortunately, not with us anymore. But he was on uh, old Opie and Anthony back in the day and talking about just like, you know, conspiracies and stuff like that. And he made a great point. He goes, if there's a crazy guy in the corner and he's just like covered in fucking whatever and he's taking marbles and shoving them up his asshole and he's going two plus two is four two plus two is four you go wait a minute that guy's fucking crazy but two plus two is four so even though like the thing he's doing might be crazy what he's saying is fact right so sometimes so obviously that's a very hyperbolic statement that he's trying to convey but his point is just because the message might be a little crazy, listen to what he's saying. And, and what you talking, he wasn't talking about Alex Jones, actually. He actually didn't even mention Alex Jones. Because this is, again, this is back to 2009, probably. I was, you know, I heard this, but like, he's just talking about the, the conspiracy guys of the day back then. You know, he's like, just because they might be a little out there, listen to what they're fucking saying. And if, 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 if they're showing you like video proof, like the Bohemian Grove stuff, like, hey, here's a bit, I snuck in. There's a video of it. You call me crazy. Well, here it is. Uh, hey, the agent provocateur stuff. Well, here it is. Even the frog thing wasn't yeah, wrong. About that. <laughs> and the one about like the the trying to I forget the one where they're trying to mix humans with some other animal. Uh, China j- is doing that. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was like, totally true. Officially, I said that they're trying to mix monkey and human embryo DNA or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, yeah, yeah. All, all this stuff is like, yeah. Like, I mean, it it's scary. I mean, it's almost yeah. and again, like it's the kind of stuff that you don't want to be true. So you almost like, you don't want to listen to it. And I, I still have that effect today. I mean, it's be, you know, you want to believe like I, I grew up in a very sheltered conservative home and I just always had this, you know, pie in the sky. The world is a safe place or at least America is a safe place. And 
you know, city on the hill kind of stuff. And yeah, I mean, it's almost heartbreaking every day. And I almost like when I when I watch like The Matrix is a brilliant movie, and I use references there a lot. But like you know, the guy that portrays them, and he's like talking to the Matrix yeah. uh, people, and he's like eating the steak. Like I know this isn't real, but it tastes fucking good, and I don't care. Joe Pantaleone. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes I feel yes. like I feel that. Like in the morning, you get up, and especially like we're we're in all this drama and the LP and stuff, and I just go, God, freedom seems so far away, far away. and so unachievable that like, yeah, like I can I get the temptation to just give up because it's easier. But but there's also something in me, and I think this is my Christian background that just pushes me forward to be like, I I couldn't do it. Like as much as it's tempting, I know it would be easier. I know that. It just it would be wrong and i would i would um i wouldn't feel right in my soul so as much as like what's around me is terrifying uh i have to keep going like it's just it's not it, it's it's not a choice yeah i was talking about that with, with with my buddy neil actually we're talking about like even if we were in a simulation it's like well it doesn't matter because everything feels real so it doesn't matter you know what i'm saying so it's like right. just live it like just make it What's best to the, until you're out of this thing? Like uh, that's, that was a high, high, uh, example you're using, because like again, like if you get caught, does it hurt? Okay, yeah. So if someone, if in, if if a being was to come down and be like, this is all fake, I go, well, it still feels real. It doesn't matter, yeah, <laughs> right. So you have to navigate like knowing that, and just be like, even if this is all bullshit, well, it's still real to me. So just make the best what you can of it is how I look at it. Yeah, that's I, 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 solipsism is a useless mental a, a useless mental mental exercise. Sorry, I burped there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I I think that at the end of the day, I mean, I have good reasons to believe that what's around me is real. But even if it isn't, like you know, it's what is it? It's like Shakespeare. Like life is a stage, and the actors must play its part. It's right. like I don't know. Like what am I gonna do? Just like sit around and do fucking nothing all day? Exactly. Like that's just it's just not an option. No, I don't think we're in a simulation either. I'm just saying like. If we were like hypothetically, just for the fun sake yeah. of it, it's like it doesn't matter. You gotta do it. <laughs> we're in it. We're already part of it. Uh, right. Now, again, you grew up very religious, and you still are religious. But like you said, you grew up in a sheltered, which is usually conservative leaning. Very. Well, I grew up in a conservative household, but okay. like part of part of like the reason I became left leaning without like a rebelliousness, got it, sort got of, it, got it, got it, got because like yeah. I didn't because like I was taught things in school, had interactions in school with people, and it just made me like. Yeah, like, oh, well, I'm really sheltered and uh, the worldview I was being fed isn't right, which, you know, still part of me feels that way today. I mean, like, I, I, I've kind of come back to some conservative leaning views, but I also, you know, because I'm a libertarian and because uh, not just a libertarian, like an anarchist, like, there's also a lot in me that's, you know, I think I kind of have incorporated like the best of both, you know what I mean? Kind of like some conservative leaning uh, idea, some liberal you know, leaning or progressive leaning ideas of, you know, to try to incorporate them. And, and really like, as much as I use labels, I try to not let labels rule me. You know what I mean? It's like, I want my views. I want to pursue, pursue the truth. And I want to pursue what works. I don't want to be too tied down by labels and, and like an ideal ideology to be like, you know, Oh, well I said I'm this, so I have to, you know, check all these boxes off. You know what I mean? What would a conservative view to you be? Like, in your opinion, like, what's the view that you hold that you consider conservative? I mean, so um, I'm I'm very much a social conservative when it comes to sex and marriage. Okay. You know, like, I, I think 
and obviously the caveat being like, I don't want to use the government to force any of, you know, like this is for me. I don't want the government to get involved in your life and tell you what to do. But, but as far as what I think is the best way to live life, what I'm going to, you know, model for my kids, what I want to teach the values I want to teach my kids and what I think would be best for everyone else and for society, if they voluntarily choose to do so, you know, I, I think that treating sex like some casual transaction is just not good. I think that, you know, as, as a Christian, I think sex made God a sex. Ba- oh, my God. Sex made God. That sex. was an awful. Maybe, was an awful bro. Freudian you don't know. Maybe sex did <laughs> make God. minded bro. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe was a, God's was a, parents were fucking, you know, you don't know. <laughs> I'm a fucking heretic now. God damn it. Um, so, uh, God made sex. Um, and sex is good, but I think sex is meant to be enjoyed within the institution of marriage between a man and a woman. Um, you know, I, I, I don't go around talking about homosexuality and calling it sin, but I think that at the very least that the, the design that God made is man and woman. Um, you know, I don't think, you know, I have conservative views on gender. I, I, I think that men and women are different, equal in their value, equal in their rights, but, but different in a way that's beautiful i think that men and women were made to complement each other made to to you know that they're puzzle pieces that fit together and that god made to glorify him to glorify his creation and and for our own good so those are you know kind of conservative viewpoints that i have well, i agree with the the man woman thing i'm a big i'm always i've always been big on that though my whole life like if you're a man and by the way i says if you consider yourself a man then you have to take man roles that's how i say so i'm like that means you got to fight People, you gotta defend people. You gotta fucking do the right thing. You gotta stop bullying. Whatever the fuck a man, a, a, a version, you gotta do that. So if you identify as a man, then do that role. If not, you ain't a man. Sorry, get the fuck out. <laughs> but like, uh, I'm the whole sex because I'm not religious, right? Like, I did go to Catholic high school. I'm technically Catholic. I was uh, baptized, confirmed, communion, whatever the fuck. I did all the stuff. I did all the Catholic stuff. Um, my wife, Catholic school teacher, right? But she's in her own right I, not, whatever I, I don't want to speak on her behalf but like sure the whole sex thing like in my 20s i was a piece of shit like i i was like uh, i i a lot of random chicks you know a lot of one night stands and i think that fucked me up so i i agree with you like i don't think i don't not to the point of marriage i just think like maybe don't fuck everybody. <laughs> like, right, like, yeah. Like, if you have a girlfriend, like, you know, it's like a long-term, like, yeah, yeah, dude, have sex. That's crazy. But, like, I think what I was doing, I, I still struggle with this. Like, it fucked me up. Like, and I also, I, I used to watch a lot of porn. I don't even watch porn anymore. Like, I stopped. I think, Wait, I, porn's, again. Porn's destruct- like, porn is destructive. It's evil. I'm sorry. It's just bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I, I think, I think that. Brain. <laughs> yeah, I think porn is worse than it's premarital sex. It's so bad. Listen, yeah. do you. I would never say bandit or anything like that. I'm just saying, like. Sure. Yeah. I don't think it's good, and you, I think it's no. I think it's really there for like an occasional, maybe if you're fucking on on the road, you you are on the road, you have a, a a job, you're on the road a lot, you're like you know what, stressed. Let me watch this for, a but like every day, every even monthly, it's fucking crazy. It, it destroyed my fucking brain. I, I'm telling you, what, I went down a road that was not good, and then that translates to my personal life. So then, like, I'm doing all that sex like i'm doing like weird sex shit in my personal life and like i'm meeting fucking weird chicks you know and, like i'm not i, I was wild and, like, it, it, it broke my fucking brain in a negative way and like it took me like a it's still taking me time to like fix that shit because i don't think it's good i just don't think it's, it's my opinion this is my opinion i don't think it's good for you 
But yeah, no, I agree. I, 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 I think I, I think it's yeah because even without the Christian worldview, I think that psychology shows that it's just. I mean, there's a lot of hormones at play. There's a lot of emotional things at play when you have sex. Um, you know, uh, as a Christian, I take it to the I guess extreme that I think you should wait till marriage. I also recognize reality and that most people probably aren't going to do that. But at the very least, um, yeah, probably don't do a bunch of one night stands and random hookups. Like try to be in a committed relationship at the very least, you know, probably not even on the first date. You know, I think, I think that the more you, you, uh, you know, abstain from that stuff, the, the, I think, I think it's better for you. You know, I think that having discipline, like for me, the value of religion is, is discipline in your like emotional and personal life you know what i mean and i think that um sometimes like the struggle here especially like in libertarian circles is that people like uh you know uh, oh libertarian fuck the state i'll do whatever i want it's like okay well you have the right to do whatever you want and i would never push my preferences or my viewpoints on you uh, through the government or through any, you know, even the church, I would not want the church to act as a government that forces people to conform to certain behaviors. Um, but at the same time, like libertarianism is uh, a thin philosophy, right? Like it describes rights. It, des- it describes the relationship of, uh, you know, what, uh, you know, property rights and you know, man to his fellow man. It's not a complete philosophy in terms of like how to live a good life. You know what I mean? So to me, it's like I'm a libertarian in a sense of like that's my legal framework. That's like my philosophy of how, um, you know, men and women should organize in a societal sense, um, you know, in a, in a voluntary fashion, of course. Uh, I'm a Christian, though, because I think beyond that, I think that it's important to have a societal mechanism that preaches discipline and certain cultural uh, and, and ethical norms from, from some kind of structure. Um, I think the problem is too many libertarians and anarchists conflate all authority, all hierarchy, and all structure with tyranny. And it doesn't need to be that way. You can have, um, you know, uh, you can have those things. You can have hierarchical structural structures. You can have authority. You can have even structures that are like, you know, governing in a certain sense, but they're not tyrannical because they're completely voluntary and in the market. And so that's, that's a lot of like, that's the kind of stuff I talk about in my podcast a lot. It's just that, you know, people, cause people often think like you can't be a Christian and a libertarian, or especially you can't be a Christian and anarchist because those things are in conflict. And it's just, I don't, I don't think they are. I think, I think libertarianism consistently leading to anarchy because I'm a, an anarchist or an anarcho-capitalist, voluntarist, whatever you want to call it. I think that um, what that speaks about is the 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 way I put it is horizontal uh, r- relationships, which is like man to fellow man. Uh, Christianity also talks about the vertical relationship between God and man, but just because I submit to God doesn't give me the right to rule over you. So the, t- the two things just don't equate. Yeah, no, that makes sense. No, 100% makes sense. Because that, I mean, obviously, you already answered a lot of the questions I had about, you know, being religious and also being in liberty. But I guess, yeah, they, they really kind of blend. Because I, I, you're, you're, if, if you're not trying to push your will on anybody, and which is, who gives a shit? If you, and if, and, yeah. and that's, the, that's the problem with Christianity. Like, I think the number one complaint people have about Christianity is how authoritarian it's been you know what i mean well i think and it's like they in, were, in the bad way because the, they, they were pushy and they were using well, the missions right the that's like their. i mean like i feel like christianity is the only real religion that goes around the world being like you want to be christian <laughs> like the jews aren't like we're gonna set up a a, a, a jew camp here and like we're gonna have to convert you guys and read the torah and like you know it's like there's none of that there's no like jew missionary jewish missionary like it's always christian it's always 
there's no Muslim like uh, missionaries. It's always just uh, Christian. So I feel, I feel but the Muslims like, just invade you. Well, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did in the in the in the Crusade. Well, everybody was invading everybody. Yeah. That's how it went. That's another thing too. Like history is fucking whack, and like right. we get, like, especially the media and stuff will like prop, pro, uh, use their agenda and, and and propaganda against like America. Be like, oh, America had slavery. It's like, yeah, no, we did. But there's slavery going on right now, and you guys don't say shit about that. Right. So, like, or, do you care like about slavery? Like, what's the, what's the purpose of what you're saying here? Because, like, if you really care about slavery, you'd be talking about Libya every fucking right. day. Yep. And same thing. Like, if you care about the Holocaust, like, people always go around, like, oh, yeah. you're fucking fascist and Nazis. Like, all right. Like, as much as you're going around trying to accuse people of being Nazis, I want to see twice as much content about calling out the genocide in Yemen right now. Because that is the modern day Holocaust. So if the Holocaust is the worst thing that ever happened, okay, it's it's happening right now. Truthfully, yeah. there's always some kind of genocide or Holocaust going on. And you know, I'm 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 sorry about the Holocaust that happened. Like I'm I'm part Jewish, so like I've I've been to the Holocaust Museum. I've seen you know like my family name and the, the name of lists and stuff. Like you know like you know that's it's it's heartbreaking. Don't get me wrong, but. It's in the past, right? And I can't change it. What I can do is learn from history yeah. and, like, hey, you know how the Holocaust, how, how these things happen, is because people don't speak up because people don't oppose them. So, like, if you care about that, then when it's happening in front of you, you know, when your tax dollars are funding a government that's literally doing that right now, then you should be sounding the alarm on that way more than you are. Uh, like, oh, Nick Ashley posted a number on Twitter that's that's. Uh, dog whistling to the alt right fascists and Nazis. Like, dude, like I don't, I don't give a shit what Nick Ashley posts on Twitter. I give a shit yeah. what uh the military industrial complex is doing to to kill hundreds of thousands of people in the Middle East right now. Yep. Uh, that that's the thing that's so annoying about like uh the left and the right is like again they're just yelling out fascism to fit their agenda so much, but they truly don't really care about it, right? Because like again, like you just said. Well, they're both fascists, well, to course, be honest. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, there is literally children dying in Yemen every fucking day from starvation. And, like, I mean, massive bombs being dropped. And no one gives a fuck because you can't fit Yemen into your agenda about orange man bad or fucking Biden's losing his right. mind or whatever the fuck you want to say about whatever agenda you want to push. Right? So, like, you can't be like, yeah, well, Yemen, people don't care. <laughs> but we should care. We should care yeah. that. Bush started two wars and Obama attacked on four more, and then Trump and Biden are like we're gonna pull the troops. Okay, you know, and that's that's I said this too, but like you know, Trump heads, it's like I go, uh, they were like he wanted to pull the troops. I was like, stop. He he's literally the only person with all the power to do that, and he didn't. So like, stop with I mean, it's it's always I mean, maybe maybe I always wonder how much of the deep state has true control over that, and like I think like even if I was to gonna with all of them. It, it, yeah, I mean, like, even if I was to give Trump the best, I don't think Trump wanted to end war from a moral position. I think it was more of like a, uh, it's not good business. Why are we wasting yeah, money, money here? Sure. But but even if Trump was like, let's say Trump had more like a Ron Paul leading in terms of being anti-war. It's like, I feel like, I, I, I heard this, this was um, the way Dave uh, put it when he was on Joe Rogan one of the time. He was like, I think you can become president. You come with all the ideas. And they go, cool, you know, your first day in office, uh, before anything, we want to sit you down. And then they put the TV on, and they show you a, an angle of the JFK shooting that's never been seen before. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So it's like, even if I want to give Trump the benefit of the doubt that, like, maybe he wanted to, it's like, I don't think he – I wonder how much power the president really has. I don't know I, if I, I told... feel like a lot of times it's political theater to, sure. to, to keep us divided. And I, I really think that, like, the, the, 
the corporations and the the deep state, the FBI, the CIA, all these you know institutions. I feel like a lot of the unelected uh, bureaucracy and elites, they're the ones that really control things. Now, I think Donald Trump, in a lot of ways, not again, not really from like libertarian principled positions, but kind of more from his self interest and his brand. He was kind of a wrecking ball. Like he was um, kind of like an anti-establishment dude. That's why he got a lot of support. And the good thing about Donald Trump um, isn't that like I thought he was some libertarian savior and like the QAnon people can get fucked because like they're just I mean you know this this is the, the most annoying fucking shit I, I've ever had to endure is every time I go to the gun range and everyone's like hey, hey do you post you non guy <laughs> yeah. I, you know it's funny I, I told I told I was talking to my wife about this I was like, I was like when the Q first started I was like listen this is one of three things right it, and it can only be one of three things it's real it's fake. Like, it's a troll just having fun. Or it's a psyop. Pick, yeah. <laughs> pick, pick your fucking door, right? But I'm going to go with the two uh, more than the first one I said. I'm going to yeah. go with either it's a troll or it's a psyop. Not so much real. That's my guess. And, of course, that's what it turned out to be, right? Um, yep. Talk about the Nick. I, I love Nick Ashley, by the way. I, I, just had, uh, I just had him on the podcast, too, myself. I'm, I'm getting him on next month. Yeah, he's I'm the best. Uh, yeah. But, like, this is what I was talking to uh, the Tower Power guys about. Uh, on their podcast, when I was on their podcast a few weeks ago, I was like, the, the these Loberts libertarians, right? Like all these fucking rejects, they legitimately have no sense of humor. They have no Zero. nuance. They Zero. truly, they truly do not understand a joke. And like, I'm not being facetious here. I'm not speaking hyperbole. The big, I get humor. You act no, you actually do not. I'm a comic. I'm telling you, you don't get humor. And you're, like, you're not funny. Fine, that's fine. You don't think I'm funny. But I do understand where jokes are coming from. I do understand context. That's fine. You can think I'm shit. That's, I don't care. But, like, the fact that, like, we are tr- we are now, so I do too, we are now in the sense of, like, now we're just making fun of you guys because it's so fun. And, like, you deserve it. Sorry. And but, like, I'm not going to stop. Yeah, and, like, they don't understand. Like, Nick, Nick Ashley and a lot of these people, they wouldn't be posting uh, on, on their Twitter, like, that whole, like, 5,999,999, like, the reason they did that is not because they actually care about that. They like about in you. a vacuum, they right. would not be posing it at all. Never. They're doing it because they know it's going to drive you fucking right. crazy. And like your entertainment for them. Like, like, like this is where, you know, like, like if you're going to complain about trolls, you need to also complain about the people who feed the trolls and no one feeds the trolls more than the fucking loser brigade. Like they are Worst. half like, like, like I love Nick. But I feel like the reason Nick has as much of a following as he does is because of the loser brigade and yes. people like that. You know what I mean? Like, like they fuel and then, but like, there's a brilliance to it because, so like I, I've been on both sides of the troll argument where like for a while I wasn't offended by it, but I kept on telling people like, can, can we stop wasting our time with this? Like, you know, this back and forth, it's, it's a waste of time. It's distracting. Let's focus on the, the stuff that matters. Um, and this isn't a good look. Like I was like, I'm not offended by it, but this isn't a good look for libertarianism. If we're trying to like, you know, get more people to buy into it. Um, and I still have some sympathies to that point of view. On the other hand, um, it's been like the most effective strategy over the past, uh, six months in terms of like getting all the bad actors out of the party and the movement <laughs> and exposing them. You know what I mean? To be like, your priorities are so whack that you're literally spending all day, right. every podcast that the Fakertarians puts out, every post they put out practically anymore. All these people talk about is the fastest takeover of the LP and the alt-right and, the, and, and, you know, uh, the Ron Paul newsletters and uh, Tom Woods is a neo-confederate. I mean, it's like, that's all they talk about. Yeah. And it's like, 
And they're all, you, by the way, lying and wrong, too. That's even, yeah. with, without saying, they're lying and wrong. Uh, I want to go on Fakitarian so bad, but they'll never have me on because, and I mean this, Jacob, if I ever I get on that on. podcast, I would just trash them until they remove me from that stream yard. Because Nick and I talked about this. They, they, here, here, I'll get you on because they, they want me on. So what I, I'll do is I'll tell them, I'll tell them, I'm only coming on if Adam comes on with okay, me. Okay, yeah. Yes. We'll do it. But, but Jake, <laughs> I'm going to get kicked out. I'm telling you. I won't curse. I won't, I won't, I won't even say anything. Like, I'll just trash their looks. I'll trash their weak status. I'll tra- I'll beat the shit out of them verbally, and it'll be fun. And I'll get a bunch of new followers out of it. <laughs> because, but I also don't want to give them the views. It's the other yeah, thing too. That, I, I keep going back and forth because like they they invited me on a while back, and I kind of it had been a while. I've been on once before actually, um, and I hadn't been on in a while. I thought eh, maybe it's been long enough. It's time to go back on there, and you know, like yeah, you know, I don't want to debate them constantly, but once in a while that'd be effective. But then when Josh and Nick went on, I was like, I can't, like I can't follow that up. That was that was beautiful. No, well, that was such an epic roasting. This is what Nick and I were talking about. You, if you do their show, the whole purpose of your job is to make them look like a joke. If you go in there with an ounce of serious debate, you lost. Right, you lost because they're they're not looking to debate you. They're not. They're looking to try to poke holes or try to call you something that you're not. They're not really there for intellectual debate. So if you want to do their show, which I would love to do with you now, that's a great idea. I'm going to go on there. I'm going to embarrass the fuck out of them. That's what they deserve. They deserve an embarrassment. Like, that's all they are. They're there to get embarrassed because that's what you deserve. You don't try to better yourselves ever. So I'm going to keep making you realize you're a fucking joke. And that's the other thing I, I, I was talking Like, when you're, you're other side of the troll argument, we were like, oh, come on, let's let it go. I think... You shouldn't get engaged in it. I think, like, Rob, like, guys like Dave, he's too beyond it now, right? But, like, you, it's too important to not let go because then the narrative could switch. If no one's combating the narrative, then their narrative could win. So you could, like, let, I, I say, like, let guys like Nick, like, guys like me, like, guys like the fucking, ta- like, Fat Dave, we'll do it. I'll do it. I'll shit these guys back because, like, I'm a com, I'm not, you know, like, I'm not running for fucking office. I'm not, I'm not running for anything. Like, let me be the soldier in the streets so you guys can actually promote the message to the regular person, and I'll combat these fucking idiots. Because we need people like both of us to do that. I think they both help, like you said. That's how we grew. Because people right. saw them attack us. We would troll them, and then they would just start cursing and, and doxing, and people were like, fuck these people. Like, yep, yeah, that's it. We won. Thank you. Yeah. Because well, we just don't know, take them seriously. Well, like that—that—that that, that actually, when you asked me earlier what got me involved in the party, it was partly the Macy's Caucus and Dave, but like, so I became an anarchist very quickly after I became a libertarian, and but because I was an anarchist, I was very anti-politics, and I was like, you know, what, what what's the point of the LP? I didn't get it, um, and then uh, I had some criticisms about the Macy's Caucus. Because I was like, sometimes you guys seem to come across a little bit too like antagonistic, and I don't know why you guys are always like, um, you know, you're acting very tribal. Um, and I, but then I started to actually like, I, I joined the Figuritarian discussion group. I started to pay attention, and then I saw these assholes go after Josh Smith and his family. And I saw these assholes going after my, Michael Heiss and and all these you know innocent people and and being just absolutely disgusting human beings. To, to all these people and and that's honestly part of what pushed me over the edge into joining was going like oh um turns out you guys actually weren't the ones being tribal like you were it's it kind of like when you show up uh like in high school you show up and you see someone punch your best friend and so then you're like 
Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. Like the other way, like you show up, you see your best friend punching someone. Like, dude, chill out. And then like you, you miss the context of like just before then, like the the guy he's punching like slapped his girlfriend or something. Right. And, like if you had seen the context, you would have jumped right in. But like I didn't understand the context. It took me a little bit to catch up to it. Then when I finally realized, I was like, oh, you guys were just punching back at these dickwads that were being like absolute trash to you. And yeah, it's kind of deserved. I mean, I'm always like as a Christian, I have more of like a um. A peacemaking attitude, you know, Jesus taught, like, turn the other cheek, uh, overcome, uh, don't overcome evil with evil, but overcome evil with good. And, like, uh, I tried that the best. I tried that for months, even after I joined the caucus. I tried to reach out to these people in good faith and be like, why do you guys hate us? Why are you guys going after Tom Wood? Why are you guys going after Dave Smith? Like, like, like I just don't understand it. I kept trying to engage them on, like, that intellectual good faith level. And it got me nowhere, except they actually started coming after me and my family. So then I just kind of like, you know, I snapped kind of in the way that Josh snapped. And I was just like, there's there's no point. These people aren't, you you can't, I was like, you know what, like, Jesus said turn the other cheek. But I think, you know, like, he didn't say turn the other cheek and then do it again and then do it again. And then do it again, yeah. And just sit there and get slapped endlessly, like, a fucking like three Stooges routine, dude. <laughs> right. It's like you know, at some point you're allowed to like back up and stop letting them slap you in the face, and you know at some point I, I think that you are allowed to to strike back to, to, to a certain extent. Hey, I believe from my uh, previous Catholic school knowledge, um, didn't Jesus fuck up some shit back in the day? Flip over yeah, the whole, yeah, uh, yeah. He, he, the, um, the market. He, 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 you know, I don't, was Jesus turning the other cheek when he chased the money uh, changers out with whips from the yeah. temple? Pretty cool. <laughs> like, so to <laughs> me, it's happened? like, no, no, like, you know, Jesus wasn't actually committing violence. So, like, I obviously am not advocating for violence against people, but um, sometimes you have to use some harsh words and get a little, um, you know, animated and, and pissed off. And when people are, when you're confronted with evil or people being corrupt or people being disingenuous, uh, you sometimes have to approach that in a way that's like, I'm going to expose this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and and there and there's there's utility to but sometimes you sometimes there's utility to sitting there and taking the shot and that can expose it. But sometimes it's also like you just you need someone like you or like Josh or like Nick to just roast them and be like you know like like G- Jesus roasted the Pharisees so many times and yeah. called them like you know you see a vipers you uh, and and a bunch of other things I can't remember but I mean in, 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 people have like repainted Jesus to be like this meek weak like you know like you know it's like like white Jesus right like, like <laughs> yeah. long blonde hair yeah, yeah. and he just walk like hippy dippy Jesus just like yeah. oh, everybody should just love Shag- I call him shaggy Jesus yeah, yeah shaggy G- yeah and like yeah, no like Jesus was actually probably like this like huge Hebrew dude like he was a carpenter right right he probably had, like these big burly hands and he's probably like you know fucking ripped <laughs> you know he's probably like John Cena right just coming in but you know like, <laughs> John Cena like oh it's fucking Jesus Putting people through tables and shit that'd be yeah. sick <laughs> <laughs> okay. yep. yeah it's just like I'm from Staten Island dude so like listen the, growing up if someone shit on you and like embarrass you or like put their hands on you hey man there's no like don't do that there's like alright we're fighting now because I can't let you make me out to be a bitch in front of all these other people. Because then I'll forever be a bitch. Like, do you understand? Like, that's how that works. So just, it, it's the same with the Mises and, and these fucking uh, loser brigade. They're lying about us, and they're making us look like a bitch. And if we just sat back and went, that's not true, don't say that, then everyone's going to be like, look at these fucking pussy racists. <laughs> like, you know, you know, but we're like, no, actually, that's not true. Also, grow a chin, you fucking loser. 
lose some, like, you know, or whatever other insult we could throw at them. Because we have to defend ourselves. Because we, people see that and they go, oh, they're getting attacked. They're, do, they're defending themselves. And these people are also then doxing the people they're attacking. So yeah. they're, start, they're instigating and then upping the instigation by attacking, like, family members of people who they don't like. Like, posting yeah. Heist's fucking, like, wedding venue and shit. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's just, you know, the, and then, like, you know, they posted a picture of my house, which was, like, uh, I don't know, that's stupid. Uh, our, our friend Reed, they posted his, like, work information and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like that's just, you don't go after people's livelihoods. They don't make threats against their family and stuff. But these are and also people, the same people, people are, though. People are making threats to call. And what's funny is that, like, you, I don't want to mention names at all, but we know a person who had CPS called on them in yes, our yes, local party. Terrible. Before that, there was people on Facebook saying, uh, just turn your kids into the state because they, they, they won't be human if they're raised by you. Yeah. And like, these people are they're willing awful. to go after our fucking children. And let me tell you something. Like, there will be no cheeks turned for that. Yeah. There will, there will, th- this, this safe back here. Okay. <laughs> I usually joke around and say that I lost all my guns in a boating accident and that this is empty. Um, but you know, don't 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 but, test but, me on that. But Jacob, like like these are the same people that look like Archie. Like they're not gonna do shit. Like these people are legitimate. The, yeah, these the, are legitimate the keyboard warriors. <laughs> where the minute you ever confront them in person, they don't even they can't make eye contact with you, dude. They can't because like, they're cowards. So let them post all the shit they want to. They ain't doing shit. I'm not worried about. It. Like, I'm really not ever worried about it ever. Well, part of me almost feels like we're at the point now where they just need to be ignored. I mean, like I mean, like if they come out with some really like you know, coordinated attacks against sure. us and we need to respond. Okay. But for the most part, I'm like, I feel like we've made our point. I feel like we've exposed them. Um, but we can't waste too much more time punching down. You know what I mean? They it's get like zero they get zero likes and shit on their um normal videos. Yeah. Zero yeah. Uh, their tweets, they get zero interaction. They get zero interaction on their tweets unless we engage with it. Right. And like you know it's like, like the other like yesterday I think it was uh, I made a tweet, and then Archie uh, responded to it. Then I responded to it, and I literally think up until this morning, that thread and all the sub-threads that came out of it was still going. I was like, you know what? I probably should have just ignored it. Yeah. I that, probably should have just ignored it. Here's, here's the thing, dude. This is, this is my fun little uh, comedian trick for you, or uh, how to handle troll trick for you even. Again, they don't understand. They, they, they literally they can't work in a world of comedy or jokes. They're just serious, so when they hit you with a point, just be like, "Shut the fuck up, nerd!" LOL. Something well, well, as simple it, as that, and they will write a paragraph back at you, and then you, and then your response is, "I ain't reading that." LOL, and just keep breaking that. They just keep they because they don't understand what to do. My, my favorite part of it was that, like they they posted this thing. I forget what it was. But it was just like you find this funny, and I was, and I was like, "Yeah, it's funny." Yeah. I go no, actually hilarious. I found it hilarious. Hilarious <laughs> would be the like, word I would use. Yeah, I, I don't know. And I, and I tell you, listen, you don't have to like dark humor if you don't want to. I mean, there's even some dark humor that sometimes crosses a little bit of a line for me. I I don't like to make too many jokes about suicide. I, I get that that's you know for some people that are in the dark humor, uh, they'll disagree with me on this. I, I feel like it's it's one of those subjects that might best be left alone or touched very rarely and delicately um but that's just because i know people who have committed suicide oh, i do too one of my best um, so, one, one, a good friend of mine shot himself in a hotel room because his yeah. life was falling apart but but i, I, I but it. 
I get that there's people that disagree with me on that and their point I is do. that like we use <laughs> yeah it's like but like you know and I mean I don't want to put words in your mouth people have told me it's like humor is a is often a coping mechanism for the darkest things of life and that being able to joke about it helps psychologically it with being able to cope greatly. with it yeah and and I and I get that I, I totally do um, also it's just comedy is subjective true like like that's what I'm saying so you like and by the way. I don't think that everybody should find every topic funny. That's not what I mean when I say, like, I disagree with you. When I, when I disagree with you is, like, I don't – when you said, I think you should be left alone or touch lightly, I think you should touch as much as you want. But if you suck at the joke, then your punishment is people stare at you and don't laugh. Right. So that, that, but, that's, that's part of the thing. But like, that if you're going to touch those subjects, though. You, right. you understand? Like, in other words, like, you don't have the right to then stand up in the audience as an audience member and be like, I don't like that. No, 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 no. Like, if I'm on stage and I'm doing suicide material, which I don't even have any, but let's say I was, and you hated it, then you're, then the audience member's job is to just shut the fuck up and just not laugh. It's right. when you interrupt the show, that's when it becomes a, a, a fucking a thing, right? Because, like, well, you, you can not like it, but don't interrupt the show. Because other people might like it. But, like, also, like, all jokes come from the same place of funny. You don't know if they're funny or not until you say it. So, like, I don't know if my suicide joke might be funny or not. I have to say it in front of people. So, like, it might yeah. suck. I have to try it a bunch of times in front of a bunch of strangers. That's how comedy works. Other thing, like, musicians, you could play at your house and be like, that sounds awesome, and then take it to public. But I could tell a joke into my mirror all day, and I could find it funny. But then I could come in, I could come in the studio, and then I could look at Jesse, who's a comic also, and be like, huh, huh, and tell the joke to him. And be like, that's fucking retarded, dude. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? That's not funny. I'm like, oh, I thought it was funny in my house. Because we don't know. We can't tell. <laughs> right? So, like, comedy is right. totally subjective, and, like, I don't think you have to laugh at everything. It, it's like music, because, like, sometimes, like, you know, I mean, I, I have a guitar back there. I used to play more. I don't play as much anymore. But you're coming up with, like, riffs or little, like, instrumentals and stuff or, uh, you know, a, a little line or something. You're like, oh, this sounds cool. And then you play for somebody, and they might go, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Or they might go, that that sounds pretty dumb, bro. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know where you're going with that. Like, it doesn't, doesn't fit. So it's just... It, you know, it is it, a lot of this stuff is subjective, and you know, but at the same time, might be jokes where you know you could tell a joke to one crowd, and they you might get a couple chuckles, and then the next night you can tell the joke, and a lot of people laugh at it. You know what I mean? Like I've I, I, I know I, I've been to comedy shows where a comic made a joke, and like I felt like I was the only one that laughed at it. Cause I'm like, oh, I get it, and then you're like, wait, no one else is laughing. Am I stupid? What's going on? <laughs> No, it's just sometimes some things resonate. Yeah. They don't. I mean, sometimes like we'll make jokes for the other comics just listening. Like we'll know it's not funny, True. but we know they'll yeah. find it funny. And you'll just hear like four laughs, and you're like, "That's for the comics in the back." <laughs> you know. Well, the other thing is like I feel like a lot of times the libertarian comics make liber like like more like inside libertarian jokes that like I'll get and laugh at. Then my wife, who is a libertarian but not as involved in the inner politics and stuff, will be like, "I don't, I don't get it." So first of all, it's just because like, like she doesn't like get the reference. Five Libertarian comics out there, and I'm one of True. them. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like I'm, it's me, Dave, Robbie, Lou Perez, Chrissy Mayer. I guess if you count, she's not, I, I, I just, I, I asked her. She's not technically libertarian, but she leans a lot libertarian values. That's it. I can't I guess, think. Um, of, oh, Kyle Ruff, J, JP uh, Sears. I guess kind of counts. Or he's not a comic. He doesn't do comedy. Uh, he, he he calls himself a comic, but I don't. Yeah, know. no, no. Okay. But see, I'm a stickler, and unless you're right. on stage telling jokes to a fucking microphone, you're not a comedian. You might be funny. He you did. Might a, do he did. What, he did a he did a comic a stand up at one point. Oh, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think it's his regular. I, thing. I, I'm not super into him, honestly. So I just yeah. know of him. I know he's a, like a humorous guy. 
I don't know if he ever, if he did, I apologize to him. If he actually did stand up, I apologize. But if he doesn't, fuck him. He's not, <laughs> he's not a comic. I hate that. Dude, I have improv people tell me something like, I'm a comedian. I go, no, you do improv, bro. You do improv. You don't do comedy. <laughs> it's not the same fucking thing. I'm a real asshole right. with that. But I think, Jess, you that way too. I just got to ask another comic real quick. You that way too? What? Like, uh, I only consider you a comedian if, like, you do what you and I do. Like, actually go on stage and do comedy. Like, improv's not... Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, for the most part, yeah. I mean, if you're a stand-up comedian, yeah, you're, like, going out there. Yeah, like, I don't shit. consider improv stand-up. Like, if, you, if you're if you an improv guy, you go, I'm a comic. I go, no, you're not. You, you do improv, right? Like, is that fair to say? Yeah. All right. Unless, yeah. They, unless they actually do... Right. Yeah, they have to do it. Yeah, they have to no do it, though. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. so unless you're doing it. But, like, that's the thing, too, is, like, I don't really uh, talk about... Um, libertarian stuff on stage because like uh it, it it's so niche and it divides crowds you know and like stuff like that now if i'm at a libertarian like uh, the misa stuff event right sure because yeah. that's so that's the place to do it but, right but like when i played that for her it was like half the stuff she laughed at and half that she was like i don't get it and i was like yeah it's because like the joke's kind of oriented towards like our crowd and like, you don't understand like the inside reference or just the context of it. Are you going to uh the Virginia thing? October second? Uh I don't what Virginia thing the, exactly. It's, it's uh it's like Oh the Beast's uh, thing? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I wasn't planning on it, but now I might have to because I, I was originally trying to go to the Tom Woods event, but I can't make it to that because I have something else I'm doing that day that believe it or not is more important than going to Tom Woods thing. <laughs> so it's um and I'm not going to say it because I don't think he's announced it yet. But, um, but yeah, because I'm not doing that, maybe I'll try going to that. Is that yeah. October 2nd? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, me, Robbie, and Dave are doing comedy at the after show party, which is fun. Yeah, I'll check it out. That'd be cool to come down. Um, all right, we got, uh, we're gonna, I'm getting the wrap-it-up symbol. I think we've been going for a bit. So let me ask you this then before we go. Where do you think like the Mises Caucus will be? Two to four years from now. Hmm. I mean, a lot of it depends on what happens in national next year. If if we, I think if we get done what we want to get done in national next year, um, I think by twenty, you know, twenty four, I think most likely Dave with Maj or whoever decides to go, whoever gets nominated to go with him, I think he'll be, you know, going around. Uh, you know, Torin doing his campaign stuff. I think the Macy's caucus is slowly growing in recognition. You know, Mike and Dave are going on Tim Pole soon. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so I mean, I, I think that the Macy's caucus is gonna, you know, not become a household name, but become more more popular, more recognized. Um, you know, I don't I don't know. You know, there's just there's so much uncertainty, but I I do see. Uh, the Macy's caucus taking over the LP. I think it's an inevitability at this point. I think in a lot of ways we've almost de facto uh, taken a, maybe not like completely taken it over, but I think we now have a more, like we, we have a pretty sizable control over enough affiliates that um, it's, it, it, at worst, it's like 50 50. But I think that we have more of an edge than the people who are in non-Mises are. So I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because we've been in such an adversarial mode. It's going to be like if we get to the top of the hill and then we get Dave to do his campaign thing, it'll be interesting to see what comes ne next once we're kind of like we are the ones in the steering wheel, right? Um, what we have to avoid is we don't want to become the old guard. You know what I mean? 
And like I've heard a lot of people make that criticism. Like Matt Erickson says, like, well, the LP, the Mises Cog is going to take over, but they're just going to revert back to being the old guard and the Starworks. It's like, well, we can't do that. I don't think we will either, though. Honestly, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think we will. But it is something to be Concerned. aware of, yeah. a, 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 of a danger because like once you get there, then there's like that temptation to be like, you know, to, to I mean, like, because there has to be a change of strategy, like when you go from focusing inward at the LP to focusing out. You know what I mean. Um, but I think we have to stick to what got us here. You know what I mean? So I think if we stick true to our roots and uh, continue the path forward, I, I think we're going to start seeing, like, I think the Macy's Caucus has a lot of great uh, resources and strategies to make that idea of the de decentralization revolution a thing. And I think you're going to start seeing the Macy's Caucus referenced more, probably in negative ways. We're going to start seeing some more hit pieces from the mainstream media yeah. and stuff. People, you know, saying, because like we, we push decentralization and secession. Yeah, like I, I know, know some libertarians don't like to talk about it, but we well, push they're secession. They're fucking losers. And, yeah. But you know what? That's going to become more mainstream and we're going to have to start taking those hits. Like if we can't get, if we can't put up with, a loser on Twitter calling us a neo confederate. Right. Trust me, New York Times is going to throw that at us ten times more. By the way, we got to be ready. I can't wait for them just to play all the Legionist gang clips. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's going to be fun. It's going to be really it's, funny. But, but you know, Dave has the most brilliant comeback. No, ready I know, for I know. It, I, which I, is like, I, yeah. well, listen, yeah, I made some dumb jokes on a podcast. You guys drop bombs on children. No, he's right. He is yeah, right. So, but it, it just it's just well, gonna be funny. We can go apple we can go we can go uh, eye for eye, tooth for tooth it, here all night. Funny long with all the out of context clips are because they're all yeah. gonna be out of context, right? Every single one's yeah. gonna be out of context. But it's it is gonna be as a comic, I'm like, that's gonna be funny. <laughs> it's gonna be funny to see them just try to drag them. Uh no, but of course you're right. Uh all right, interesting. And I think I think you're right too. I think hopefully the way things turn out next year, which I think will be in our favor, I think we're on a real path to something great, which is awesome. Um Jacob, tell everybody where they can find you, all your social media, and your podcasts, and all that stuff. Cool. Uh, Twitter, at Biblical Anarchy. Uh, Facebook, Daniel 3 Biblical Anarchy. Um, and then my podcast is on YouTube. Uh, same thing, Daniel 3 Biblical Anarchy. And I'm also I'm on any just about any podcast platform you could find, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You know, I'm, I'm on, like seven or eight different ones ones that even i've never even heard of before so odds are if you got a, if, you, if there's a podcast platform you, you use odds are if you search for me i'm on there um but yeah you can go check me out at those places awesome and you guys know where to catch me at adam nutter and all this stuff please uh subscribe to this channel uh youtube.com slash adam nutter that'd be very cool and rate and view on itunes and all that good shit uh and sub all the other stuff again coming out september 11th to the pop-in 730 shows, drop slash events. Those tickets will sell out, so please get your tickets now. All right, Jacob, thank you, sir. And, of course, I'll listen to our podcast, Take You in Action podcast, that we do with uh, Rob uh, Calvern and Matt Rickline. Check that out. Yeah, there. absolutely. Yep. Uh, it's a fun time. All right, guys, peace. Thanks for listening. Find Adam on social media, Twitter and IG at Adam Nutter or Facebook and TikTok at Adam Nutter Comedy. And for podcasts and merch, check out www.droptent.com. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss an episode.
saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. 